The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is VSIN tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, we had to go deep into the Rolodex to get this guy to uh, guest on the show tonight. The regular co host here on VSIN tonight, Monday through Thursday, Wes Reynolds joins us now. Will Hill. Matt Eumanns and Wes Reynolds here for the uh, first half hour of hour number two. And, uh, Wes, we're going to talk about a lot of topics tonight, including Daytona 500, NBA All-Star break, and uh, golf. But let's start with College Hoops. It's week three of the Circa College Hoops Challenge. And uh, welcome to the contest for week three. And I know you're trying to bounce back and get things turned around. You were three and seven through the first two weeks. How do you feel about your card here in the third week? Yeah, not not any marquee matchups per se, but maybe that maybe that's a good thing. Uh, certainly a, a big slate tomorrow, so feel a little bit better going forward. All right, let's talk about the uh, marquee game, and that involves Marquette and uh, Golden Eagles facing UConn. And Wes, hopefully this is not bad news, but I think Marquette is the number one consensus play in the contest tonight at DraftKings this afternoon. Plus seven was out there. For uh, a couple hours, it's dropped to six and a half recently. But for contest purposes, a bunch of us, including me, including you, have Marquette plus seven against UConn. Why did you play the dog? Yeah, yeah, it's very popular going against the nation's uh, longest active winning streak, and that's UConn at 13, Marquette, I believe, eight. Uh, They've won eight in a row. But these two played twice last year, and or three times actually last year, uh, split the regular season. Marquette won in the garden, and – had to uh, stave off a rally late. But, you know, I, I look at uh, just how Marquette matches up here. And I think that they can actually slow UConn down a little bit offensively with the press because everybody, when they see some of the team that presses and, you know, that kind of modified havoc that Shock is now running again at Marquette, it's not really to speed the game up. It's actually to slow the other opponent's uh, offenses down uh, because if you look, the average possession length for Marquette opponents is 361. So it takes them so long to get in their offense, the other team, that they just don't get a lot of good shots. And 
Marquette, you know, they were sitting two and three after they lost at home to Butler. And now they've won eight in a row. They have shot makers at, at guard. They can not only make threes, but they can get to the rim. Uh, Kolek and Cam Jones. They do have, they're not a big team, but Ogadaro is good size down there. And, I think that they'll try to take it to the big guy, Klingon, and to get him in foul trouble. And he's been in foul trouble uh, in the last, a couple of the last few games. So I just thought the number was, was a little bit big here. When you get both these teams on winning streaks that are highly ranked, I tend to side with the dog more often than not, and that's what I did here with the uh, Golden Eagles. I agree with a lot of that. That's number one against number four, and we're taking a points with the number four Marquette at UConn, plus seven. All right, how about another game in the Big East, West? And uh, Butler came up short as a home dog against Marquette this week. Uh, that was at Hinkle Field House, and the Bulldogs are there again on Saturday. We just saw a Creighton-Butler game, 99-98, a week ago Friday. You're going to play Creighton-Butler under the total of 151.5. Yeah, early tip-off uh, there at Hinkle uh, just a little bit after noon. Uh, of course, they met a couple Friday nights ago. It was 99-98. Butler scored 1.32 points per possession. Creighton 1.31. Just really good shot making in that game. But, you know, Butler has been running a little bit more tempo this year because I think Thad has a better roster, certainly did in his first year in his return. But Creighton, despite the fact that you look and you see them have very good offensive efficiency numbers, they're not really a quick tempo team. They scored 94 against Georgetown the other night, but Georgetown's lost like 12 in a row. Uh, they've had some lower scoring games in conference play. So if this game is tight, which I think it is going to be, I actually think that this is going to be a little bit more of a lower scoring game than certainly the first meeting was. But early tip, uh, 151.5 is our number here. So uh, didn't quite get the best of it. But Creighton Lane, 2-2.5 two, two on the road, I think that's the right spread. Uh, uh, probably a bigger game for Butler in terms of NCAA tournament hopes than Creighton. I think Creighton's a little bit more safe, but I think that this is going to be a one or two possession game late. So that's where I think probably early you're going to see quicker tempo and you're going to see higher scoring, and it's going to grind to a halt in the last five minutes. Wes, it has been quite the fall off for Louisville, especially where you consider where they were just like a decade ago. Peyton Siva is not walking through that door, but they're getting a bunch of points tomorrow against Pitt. What do you like in this game? Yeah, I like Louisville in the points, Will. Uh, and, and it's really a little bit more of a fade of Pitt, who I was on the other night, uh, as they beat Virginia and actually went down to Charlottesville and beat them pretty handily. But Louisville, I, I will say for Louisville, this team does try. They're not very good, but they haven't quit on the season. A couple of the freshmen are playing a little bit more of a role. And look, Kenny Payne, I know we kind of assume that he's going to be let go at Louisville, but he's going to at least continue to fight. And this team, I think, has been competitive in a lot more games than meet the eye. They've already won three conference games, only won two last year. So they beat Miami, they beat Florida State, they beat Georgia Tech. I just think that this is a little bit of a flat spot for Pitt. Pitt already beat them by 13 down at the Yum Center in Louisville. And They've really been shooting the three really well. So I think you're going to get a little bit of three-point regression here. I, what I hope Louisville does is actually operate a little bit more in a half court because I think Kenny Payne is trying to let these guys run a little bit too much, but they've actually been pretty solid in the half court, at least in conference play. And uh, so, uh, you know, Pitt doesn't really give up a lot in transition and they don't really create a lot in transition either. So 
I thought that this was a little bit of a heavy number. And when you get a team that wins two games as an underdog on the road, which Pitt did, won at NC State, and then won at UVA on Tuesday, sometimes they come home a little bit fat and happy, a little bit inflated here. So I like the cards plus the points. How about Baylor and West Virginia here? Open seven and a half. We're seeing six and a half now at DraftKings. This is this a good spot here for the home dog? I think it is. Uh, I wish I would have gotten that seven and a half early, but I still think six and a half is fine. Uh, look, Baylor uh, uh, kind of stopped the bleeding at least a little bit of that game against Kansas, which was a winnable game on Saturday, and then ran away from Oklahoma in the second half on Tuesday. But they've got a trip to BYU, and then they've got the uh, the, the matchup with Houston on deck and that'll be actually the feature game next Saturday. So they're going to West Virginia and look, West Virginia, somebody's got to be last in that big 12. And right now uh, it's West Virginia and Oklahoma state or the bottom two, but West Virginia, I know they've lost three in a row, but they've actually been competitive at home uh, uh, down there in Morgantown. They beat Kansas. They beat Texas. They beat Cincinnati. They beat a pretty solid Toledo team in the non-conference. So this is a team, they, they now kind of have all their transfers together because uh, Jesse Edwards, the big guy from Syracuse, missed some time. Of course, Kirk Creese wasn't eligible right away. Noah Farrakhan from Eastern Michigan wasn't eligible right away. So, you know, Baylor is going to be a little bit shorthanded too. They don't have their sixth man, that super sub, Langston Love. So I think that this is going to be a really tight game. I know that the Ken Palm makes it 10 and all the different metric sites make it nine, but I think this is telling you something that it's only six and a half. I like the Mountaineers. All right, Wes Reynolds, uh, before we get to the last play, we got your first four here. Um, the last one's going to be in the Pac-12. What games just uh, missed your card? I'm sure you had a long list like I did, and it was kind of, it's always difficult to whittle it down to your final five. Yeah, uh, I looked a little bit at Texas A&M uh, getting nine at Alabama uh, because a&M, I think, really knows how to play that team, and they A&M will slow it to a crawl against Bama. And A&M, of course, off a miserable loss, getting beat at the buzzer at Vanderbilt. So I considered A&M. Also considered Michigan getting six at home against Michigan State. I think Michigan knows that they're going nowhere, and they're going nowhere really fast. But they'll get up for Sparty, I think, at home. Uh, primetime game. You know, kind of maybe the last hurrah for this Michigan team that's eight and seventeen. So that almost uh, made the card as well. And I'm going through uh, uh, some more here. Uh, looked a little bit at Colorado State laying the Utah State, but I just thought a little bit of a big number there. Kind of the same thing tonight, where you know San Diego State laying six and a half. I thought that that was probably a little heavy, but I think that that's a spot for them to win. Yeah, exactly what I thought about that, too. And, in fact, I made that Colorado State number in that game when I was making numbers on games last night. I made that number two and a half, and it opened four and a half, so I was not going to lay it. I did take the points with Michigan. That's one of my plays. Uh, Wes, let's go to the Pac-12. Your fifth play, 743 Stanford at Washington State. Right now the Cougars on the inside. They're on the right side of uh, the cut line for the NCAA tournament. Eight-point home favorites. You're playing the dog. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and play that. And look, there's probably, as of today, I would say two teams make it out of the Pac-12, Arizona clearly, and also Washington State. And Washington State, by the way, in their next game has that big matchup uh, coming up with Arizona. They already beat the Wildcats up there in Pullman. So six games in a row. Kyle Smith is a terrific coach, uh, runs really good stuff, part of that Randy Bennett St. Mary's tree. But uh, 
they've had so many big wins in a row. They swept Utah and Colorado at home, won the Apple Cup at Washington, swept the Oregon schools last week, and then a lot of people thought that they were going to let down against Cal. Well, they certainly didn't. They were wire to wire, one by 19. So this is like what I call the letdown after the letdown. You expect them to let down against Cal, and then they don't. This is maybe the game where I think that they do. And Stanford has been a win one, lose one team pretty much all conference. When they lose a game, they tend to rebound the next time. They had an ugly loss at Washington on Thursday, lost by 20. But Stanford got beat at home at Naples by 14. Uh, I like the cards here. I I thought eight, eight and a half was just a little bit too high for Washington State. There you see Wes Reynolds' card for week three of the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. Stanford plus eight. We just talked about Creighton Butler under 151.5, Marquette plus 7, West Virginia plus 6.5, and and Louisville plus 12. Follow him on Twitter at WestReynolds1. And uh, Wes, if you don't have a date or a concert to go to, we'd like to keep you a little bit longer. Uh, Can you stay? I can stay. Okay, we're going to talk Daytona 500, NBA All-Star Game, and golf with Wes Reynolds and Will Hill when we come back after a quick break here on BSEN tonight. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. You're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, and you should be this weekend. The VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access to College Hoops Betting Guide in March with bracket breakdowns and full access to VSIN.com with exclusive bet- betting split information. Updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes on the betting splits page. VSIN.com slash pro to subscribe today. VSIN.com slash pro. We're going to call an audible here, and uh, we're not going to talk Daytona, NBA, and golf. We're going to talk uh, pro wrestling and uh, Wes Reynolds. Anything else? Uh, you want to talk about women's softball, 
boxing, hockey. What what else would you like to talk about tonight? I'll go wherever you want to take the show, man. Okay, well, let's not do the pro wrestling then. Let's stick with the initial idea, the Daytona <laughs> 500. And uh, last night we talked about this a little bit, and you said you weren't going to be ready to really handicap it until last night's uh, qualifications were over. So what are you looking at now for the Daytona 500 this weekend? Yeah, in the dual races uh, uh, that, that we were having last night basically sets the rest of the field. The uh, top two in qualifying were uh, Joey Logano and Michael McDowell, both former winners of this race. So uh, uh, the uh, winners last night, Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell, won the dual races. So I'm basically just trying to look and see if any of the engine manufacturers have an edge, and really nobody does here. Uh, front row Fords, uh, uh, two Toyotas in the second row, and then interspersed with Chevy Ford and Toyota uh, throughout. So, you know, usually, Matt, I'll take one or two kind of like shorter shots that are 10 to 1 or 12 to 1, you know, some, something like that uh, throughout this entire thing. And then I'll go deep. I'll try to go 30, 40 to 1. You can get some long shots here at the Daytona 500. It's not necessarily – like NASCAR where it's like always the guys that are five to one or four to one or six to one that win this uh, every single time. So probably in terms of a shorter shot, I'll look at Ryan Blaney at 11 to one. I seemingly bet him every year and he's seemingly up there, but just doesn't get at home because that's what you're trying to do. And that's why I don't bet matchups necessarily in this race. Cause you're trying to avoid that big wreck. So uh, uh, Ryan Blaney would be a short shot that I think is worth looking at. And then, uh, I'll give you a longer bomb. I think he's 55 to one at DraftKings. You might even be able to find better out there. And he's typically uh, known primarily as a road racer, but uh, AJ Allmendinger at 50, at 55 to one, uh, who runs a lot of the Xfinity races. Uh, he's with the small team. He's with Colleg Racing, so not with one of the big budget teams like the Hendrick or Joe Gibbs or one of those big teams. But this is a guy that. Yeah, you know, got four consecutive top fives at Daytona with two runner-ups. Got a third and a fifth at Daytona in the Xfinity Series, uh, which that race will be tomorrow. But he's been really good on super speedways, uh, really good at Talladega, really good at Daytona. He's not going to be leading a bunch of laps, but he's just a really smart driver and I think is going to make it to the end. So don't be surprised if he is up there and, uh, you know, knows what to do, knows how to work that draft. So, A.J. Allmendinger, 55-1, to I think is a pretty good long shot. All right, that's Wes Reynolds on the Daytona 500. And again, Wes, you're not on this show on Friday nights because you're hosting The Look Ahead on Sunday nights, and uh, we're going to continue that show. Is that correct? I believe so. I believe that's the plan. All right, that's Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Or is that, that's 10 p.m. Eastern on Sunday nights. The Look Ahead with Wes Reynolds and Dave Ross. And uh, – the VSIN Tonight Show that is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific uh, has been uh, for the past year is going to move to 8 to 11 p.m. starting Monday night. So we're going to move back two hours, still a three-hour show. But starting Monday night, Wes Reynolds and I on VSIN Tonight, 8 to 11 p.m. Pacific. And then uh, maybe Will Hill is going to be joining me on that show next Friday. Will, do you want to tee up Wes on the NBA All-Star Weekend? Yeah, Wes, it's actually in your old stomping ground in Indianapolis. I was thinking maybe Halliburton is live for MVP. Maybe he tries to put on a show, but I'll let you take it wherever you want to go here. All-Star Weekend, whether it's the dunk contest, the game itself, three-point shootout, anything you like here this All-Star Weekend. Yeah, well, and usually I don't 
I don't, I haven't really bet the dunk, dunk contest as a blade because there's only four guys. And now Matt McClung is like minus 190. And, you know, he's the favorite, even though he's technically a G League player. He's up against uh, Jalen Brown, Jaime Yaquez, and Jacob Toppin. So I think he's probably going to win. I just, I didn't see necessarily any value there. So I go usually to three point contest, usually bet one or two guys. Uh, uh, for a potential lottery ticket. Tyrese Halliburton certainly going to get a lot of support. Carl Anthony Towns, who won two years ago, certainly going to get a lot of support. But the two guys I actually like in this one, uh, I like Malik Beasley and I like Lori Markin in it. I'll start with Beasley, 44.4% uh, uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. But, you know, this is a guy that I think, uh, you know, he, he, he he's the best three-point shooter in terms of a pure shooter in the field because you got a lot of volume shooters here. You got Trey Young in the field. You got Tyrese Halliburton, Dame. So he's the guy that I think is the more true three-point specialist. So Malik Beasley is certainly one I would look at. And then I like Laurie Markin, who's one of the longer shots. Now, 40.6%, he's not one of the higher percents. And he gets obviously a lot of his threes off screens, which you're not going to have in a three point shooting contest, but in terms of catch and shoot 42.1%. And I think those catch and shoot threes are really the best bellwether for uh, using this uh, in this three point contest. So Lori Markin, and yeah, I'm really surprised that, that he is uh, such a high price at around seven to one. And he's really good in the corners too. If you look at what he did last year, the money ball rack is in the corner, the final corner, which is going to determine who's going to win this thing and advance from round to round. So uh, Laurie Markin, and I think getting that experience last year is going to help him. He's going to know what to do, I think, more this time around. So Malik Beasley and Laurie Markin are the two I would look at at about plus $657. All right, Wes Reynolds with a couple plays there on the three-point shootout. Uh, we can get both of your guys' quick take on the total in the All-Star game on Sunday. The total is 364 and a half here at Circo. Uh, Will Hill, first to you, what do you think about uh, that sky-high number? I'd have a hard time playing the under in this game. It's interesting. It landed 359 last year. It was 362 and a half at DraftKings when I last looked, and it was 368 and a half at Circo last night. So some discrepancies in the number, that's a that's a big gap. You usually don't see six points. I know we're talking about a game with you know, 350, 400 points. So um, it's tricky to play for a middle there, but I would go over. There was an Elam ending the last few years. They don't do the Elam ending anymore. That naturally reduces the scoring when you have an ending like that. So it would be over for nothing, uh, over or nothing for me. Wes, quick thought on the total, 364 and a yeah, half here at Circa. No, I'd be with Will there okay. uh, because they don't do that Elam ending. And, you know, but usually – you know, this might be an in-game thing, too, if it's the more traditional all-star game without that Elam ending because for the first three quarters, it's a show, no defense, and then the competitive juices kind of kick in for these guys. So that's what I might be looking is to do an in-game under because they'll actually play some defense in the final few minutes of the game because then it's like, well, we're here. We might as well try to win after they've let everybody do their windmill dunks and everybody get their numbers. They start playing defense late in this game. All right, we've talked uh, Daytona 500 NBA All-Star Weekend. Wes, let's hit on golf here. we got about two minutes to go. Three uh, things to emphasize at the uh, Genesis at Riviera. One is Patrick Cantlay with a five-stroke lead going into the weekend. The other, Tiger Woods withdraws because of an illness. First day it was back spasms. Today it's an illness. Tiger breaking down, bowing out. And how about Jordan Spieth 
disqualified because he signed an incorrect scorecard today. Yeah, and uh, uh, disappointing for me because that cost me a matchup against Sam Burns. But, uh, yeah, Jordan Spieth was in that pairing with uh, Patrick Cantlay, Tom Kim the third. But, uh, yeah, well, go, just going to Tiger and uh, uh, setting that first. Uh, you know, he was complaining about the back spasms, and I saw him on the card, sitting on the card. I'm like, uh-oh. And then you knew he was going to withdraw. So you wonder, you know, if he's going to get an event in before the Masters. I know he's going to try to play at Augusta, but if he's going to get an event in in Florida, he seemed to be positive uh, about, you know, his, his ankle had recovered and wasn't dealing with any back issues going into the week. But obviously uh, not going to be part of the weekend here. But uh, our guy Patrick Cantlay is, and he's got a five-shot lead. I'm seeing him minus 165. I think at DraftKings. So nothing I'm going to add really at this standpoint. Uh, I think Cantlay is a good shot. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but uh, five shot lead over Matthews, Jason Day, and Luke List. So, you know, he doesn't really have Scotty Scheffler breathing down his neck because Scotty Scheffler, I think, is down uh, about nine shots behind him. Patrick Cantlay has looked terrific. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's going to get this home, but wait and see if maybe it gets closer on Sunday and then a possible hedge out. But uh, I think Patty Ice is going to win this uh, tournament this weekend. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I mean, he's been by far the best player on the course, and I've watched almost all the golf the last two days. You and I both have Patrick Cantley in the 20-1 to 1 neighborhood this week, so hopefully we can get a winner in the Genesis as we finish up the West Coast Swing. Wes, appreciate the time tonight, and we'll see you on VSEN on Sunday night. You got it, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Wes. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back here to the Circuit College Hoops Challenge Show, VSIN Tonight, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you want to follow this contest on our website, vsin.com slash challenge is where you can find all the plays and the standings. And we'll put links to everything up on uh, Twitter overnight as well. And you can follow VSIN. At VSEN Live on uh, X, we can call it, as well. Aaron Moore joins us now. And Aaron, you're in the last place in the contest. Don't want to hit you head, hit you over the head as you, you open the segment here with uh, bad news. But I know you are well aware of where you stand after two weeks in the contest and uh, trying to bounce back. Do you like this week's card a little bit better? And what do you think has gone wrong for you the first two weeks of the contest? Well, thanks a lot for the good news to start <laughs> out with there, Matt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel a little bit better. It, it's an interesting contest to look at in the greater scheme of handicapping. There are so many games. There are so many different times these games are available. And you have to pick and choose a lot of the big-time games. A lot of the, the games in the contest are with these power conference schools. And these are the ones that have the lines really, really driven through them. So, you know, I look for games and sides that really aren't getting a lot of the public action, and, and hopefully today I can find them for tomorrow in moving forward with them. So I feel a little bit more optimistic. Okay, well, we're going to start with the uh, Nevada UNLV game. It's the last game on the card, 8-15, 8-16, 8-30 p.m. tip. we got a late tip Saturday night in Vegas at the Thomas Mack Center. And uh, this line opened Nevada minus one. At DraftKings, it's moved all the way to UNLV minus two. So we got a three-point move 
from the opener. Wolfpack Rebels, which side are you going to play Saturday night? I'm going to take UNLV here. I got them earlier catching the point. And I think this is interesting. One of the big topics of conversation in college basketball this year has been the Mountain West. And UNLV has looked past. We're, we're just not really talking about them, but they're eight and three at home. They have five straight wins coming off the road with wins against New Mexico and Fresno State. They are hot. And I think this is a good position for UNLV to be at home in Nevada now on the road. And I'm looking at Nevada in this situation with that Mountain West schedule. Maybe it's catching up with them. They win at Utah State, and then they have that big home overtime win against San Diego State. And then there's the Tuesday game to New Mexico. And I think at this point of the schedule, it, it really looks good for UNLV. And I just think it's interesting how we talk Mountain West, and now UNLV is, is getting their name into that conversation. Well, we've talked about how many teams – might the Mountain West get into the NCAA tournament? The last time the Mountain West got five was 10, 10 years ago, 2013. Uh, Mountain West got five. You could make a case for six teams getting in this time. It's probably not going to happen. I think five is going to be the magic number. But right now, UNLV is kind of that seventh team outside the conversation. Um, how many teams, Aaron, do you think the Mountain West ultimately is going to get in the tournament? Do you think five is that number? I think five is absolutely the highest. It's more likely going to be four. And you can look at all these teams in the Mountain West and say they belong in the tournament, and you're probably correct, but it's still 68 teams go in with the at-large if five or six Mountain West teams get in. That means a conference that you expect to get multiple bids is going to lose one. So I think the balancing act is Mountain West gets four, maybe in the best-case scenario, it's five. But I really think you'd have to lean four. Okay. And, uh, well, the Pac-12's way down. We've been talking about the Pac-12 maybe only getting two teams into the tournament. Speaking of the Pac-12, let's go to your next play. And that's 743-744 Stanford, Washington State. And Wes Reynolds was on with us uh, to open this hour. He's taking Stanford plus the eight. You're actually going to play the total here under 145 and a half. And I'm looking at it once again, Matt, at this time of the season, and I like looking at the last four or five games to see how teams are doing because these numbers really have been established by the look, by the books with the spread. So let's look at Stanford. They're averaging 75 points on the season, but in the last six games, it's only about 70. They're pushing the high 60s. So Stanford really hasn't been playing well. The offense has not been great. So I see this as a way of getting the under going against what Stanford's recent offensive output has been. Washington State has Arizona coming up. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be their A game. It's now the second game of the season. These two teams have faced each other, so I like the under there. It's a situation with the numbers here, and I just don't think the Stanford offense has been as what you would expect them to be the last four or five, six games. And I'm going to go against them by playing the under in this game. Aaron, I actually watched a good bit of um, uh, Middle Tennessee State the other night against New Mexico State. They were down big early. They came back. They rallied. They covered. They are home again tomorrow. They're getting a point against UTEP. What are you looking for in this game? So, Will, I think that's a mistake watching any Middle Tennessee State <laughs> or UTEP or anything there. So I am playing this game, but I am telling you, do not watch the game. 
doctor's warning, do not watch this game. UTEP, Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee State's one of the worst teams in the country, but I've got them catching a point at home. I'm going to take them, and the reason being is UTEP is 0-8 on the road. They lost Thursday at Western Kentucky, and once again, it's the second game of a matchup between these two. It's a revenge game for Middle Tennessee State. An 0-8 team on the road, essentially being a very small favorite. I'm going to take Middle Tennessee State here. I'm going to catch the points, and I'm looking at UTEP, which obviously hasn't done well on the road. And this upcoming week, they have two big home games against Louisiana Tech and Sam Houston, the two best teams in Conference USA. So I'm hoping, in this case, UTEP looks past Middle Tennessee State and looks forward to their bigger games. But I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to follow it. Tell me the next day how it happens, UTEP <laughs> and Middle Tennessee State. How about Nebraska-Penn State? you got Nebraska laying a touchdown or so. The, point, the total has come down a point from 154.5 to 153.5. What are you looking for in this game? So, Will, I got this one under 154.5 when it opened, and a little bit interesting of this case, that it's for television purposes, Big Ten Network. This game is 12 o'clock Eastern time, so that's 11 a.m. tip-off in Lincoln. So it's a, a central time zone game. And I'm going to look to see both teams start out a little bit slow with that odd time. And it's the first time that Nebraska has had this 11 a.m. home game at this time. So I'm looking for a slow start to hopefully keep me under that 154 and a half. And if you look at it, in this case, if we're going to take similar to the under I took with Stanford and Washington State, I want to look at the underdog, what I think they can do. And in this case, I don't think Penn State is really going to go higher than 70 points in the high 60s. So I'm looking at that as the way of putting it together. We know Nebraska is going to score. We know Nebraska plays very well at home. So I'm taking the under on this situation because I don't think Penn State is going to keep their bargain up here and in, in, in to push that total. And I think they'll be in the high 60s. So I'll take that under. Sports media professor at Ryder University, VSEN contributor on Twitter at Pub Relation Prof. Aaron Moore, how far do you live uh, from UConn? Is there, Will was talking about possibly driving out to the Marquette UConn game. How far do you live from there on the East Coast? Uh, to get to that Hartford area, that would probably take me about three and a half hours. And tomorrow in the Northeast, there's going to be a snowstorm. There's going to be a lot of traffic in that metro area. So not a chance in hell I'm heading up anywhere near UConn. But I look forward to watching that yeah. game on television. Now, that's uh, understandable. You're not going to make the trip. Okay, let's go to 685-86 Cincinnati UCF. And uh, your play here is on Central Florida at Pickham. DraftKings uh, has that a pick. A lot of books right now at minus one on UCF. Yeah, and this one is an interesting looking at the Big 12 and these two teams that are in the middle of the Big 12. And home games have to be very, very valued here. And looking at it just from a straight home and away split, Cincinnati is three and four away from home. UCF is 10 and four at home. So it's an interesting way of UCF in the Big 12 trying to get better, move up that ladder. So I really see them valuing the home game. And this is, once again, these two teams had played earlier. So I'm going to take UCF to have a revenge win. And once again, looking at recent play, I think that's important. Cincinnati 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games because you have to think of these Big 12 games 
every Big 12 game is going to be a challenge. And Cincinnati has two straight losses, Houston, Iowa State. Now they come to UCF, and I think it's really important for UCF to focus on their Big 12 season of getting these home wins. And it's got to give them a little bit more of a boost, and Cincinnati isn't playing as well as they were about two weeks ago. All right, we've got to wrap it up here. You can see Aaron Moore's plays, Central Florida Pick'em, Middle Tennessee plus one, UNLV plus one, and then two totals, Stanford-Washington State under 145.5, Penn State-Nebraska under 154.5. Aaron Moore, do you feel like a winner this weekend? I feel like a winner, and I hope that translates to more than only a couple (laughs) wins. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new players can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to 1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VSEN when you sign up. Official sports betting partner of the NBA, promo code VSEN. All right, we did talk NBA All-Star Weekend on the show tonight with uh, Wes Reynolds and uh, Will Hill, my co-host here. Will, um, once a month I plan to um, recognize a VSEN employee for outstanding performance, someone who goes beyond, above and beyond the Call of Duty and award that uh, person with a gift card. This month, it's going to be a Burger King gift card, and it's going to go to our producer tonight, Dan Moneyline Miller, who loves breakfast at Burger King, so that's why he gets it. It's such a tough job, Will, to turn around this contest because we know these lines come up late in the afternoon, and we have to have these graphics done for a show. It starts at 6 p.m. Pacific, and Moneyline Miller does a great job getting everything ready, so he's the winner of the Burger King gift card this month. Are you jealous, Will? Well, first of all, that's very nice of you. With yeah. how, how much of a pleasure you are to work with, yeah. uh, he should be getting you a gift card. I, what What is on that <laughs> gift card, though? Is it what, we got five bucks, ten bucks? Is no, it, what do we it's got more. There? It's more. It's over. 
Very nice gesture. Okay. Enough for him to buy a few breakfasts at Burger King with that gift card. I don't know that I've ever gotten involved with the Burger King breakfast. Wendy does decent breakfast. McDonald's got their... Bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits. I'm not familiar with the the Burger King. Uh, the Burger King. It's breakfast. underrated. Got? It's underrated. It is. Yeah, excellent breakfast sandwich choices and the hash browns. Nobody talks about them except me. The Burger King hash browns, outstanding. Dunkin' Donuts and BK have the best hash browns in the breakfast fast food business. All right, let's move on to uh, college hoops this weekend. The best game has got to be number four Marquette, number one UConn, and Will Marquette has not lost since January 10th. I got probably got the best point guard in the country in Tyler Colick, and I, I actually uh, I would vote him the number one point guard in college basketball. Now UConn's pretty good at every position on the floor too. It's a little bit scary to bet against this UConn team. I was hoping to grab seven and a half or eight, but I I settled for Marquette plus seven, the number of DraftKings. I do think uh, Marquette matches up okay with UConn, uh, and again it's a UConn team that's won 13 in a row, seven of those by double digits. And, you know, I asked Nick Bogdanovich how Circus Sports sits on the UConn Futures because you, if you ask me right now, bet one team to win the whole thing, who would it be? And I would say UConn without hesitation. And I did play UConn at 14-1 to and 12-1 to because when I looked at all my other futures, I said, I got a lot covered here, but I don't have the best team in college basketball covered. Another thing you have to consider, Will, when you look to the month of March, who can win in March? We know UConn can. We don't know Purdue can. Uh, so I, I definitely wanted to play UConn on some sort of futures, and I have nothing on Purdue. How about you? Do you have many college hoops futures? And I know you played this game as well. Talk about the Marquette-UConn matchup from your perspective, and did you play UConn in the futures? I do have UConn. I had them last year. I, I took them again. I forget what point I jumped in. It was actually a pretty good number, and I'm, I'm with you. It's for all the same reasons you mentioned. We don't know about Purdue. We don't really know about like the Arizonas of the world. Um, look, they're, the monkey's off their back. I think they went into the tournament last year with a lot of pressure. Hurley hadn't won a tournament game, um, and, and they just mowed through everybody. This is still a really good team. If you ask me right now, hey, life on the line, who wins the tournament? I, I would say UConn. Uh, that being said, this is a lot of points for a Marquette team that's very talented. You, you mentioned the point guard. Uh, and Chaka Smart is an underdog. I mean, Chaka Smart getting that many points. Historically, he's been a very good underdog. Marquette's been good as a dog. These games are always tight. Marquette beat them two out of three last year. They beat them in the Big East tournament. So I would expect a down-to-the-wire game. Like you said, it's it's uh, it's not a pleasant feeling going against this UConn team. I went against them a couple weeks ago in this contest with St. John's, and I was getting a couple of I was getting a few points. And St. John's was looking good most of the way until the second half when they weren't, and, and UConn just hit them with one of those runs, and, you, and St. John's couldn't respond. St. John's actually got me two weeks in a row last week against Marquette, uh, too, where they had a 15-point lead against Marquette and blew that one. But to me, tight game, down to the wire. It should be a lot of fun. I'm taking the points, and I think you're with me here. Yeah, I am. It makes me a little bit uneasy betting against UConn because I like the team so much. I don't see many weaknesses at all. But, you know, Marquette's been great in the dog role, too. 21-8-3 ATS as a dog under Shaka Smart as coach and 4-0-1 ATS as a dog uh, this season. Uh, so we're going to take the points with uh, Marquette, and hopefully that pays off. Now, Will, a couple weeks ago, took the points with uh, Florida State at home against North Carolina and came up a couple points short. Florida State... Lost that one by seven. That was a tight game most of the way. I don't think Duke's quite as good as Florida State right now. It's quite as good as uh, North Carolina right now, even though they're, I think Duke might have a high ceiling once we get to the tournament because there are a lot of aspects about this team I like. 
Taking a shot here, Will, with Florida State plus five against Duke. I think it's going to be a tricky game for the Blue Devils, who've, who've had some scares on their home court and have been pretty shaky away from it. And I think uh, Florida State's a home dog that uh, has a decent shot here. Is this one you considered as a play? Actually, since it was five at DraftKings this afternoon, it's ticked up to five and a half, so it looks like a little bit of money on Duke. Thought about it. Uh, there were there were games that were closer to making my card than this one. It would be Florida State or nothing for me. I actually thought about playing it over. I just think Florida State maybe, uh, you know, will we'll play fast here. We can get to the foul line, which is a big part of handicapping these totals. Who gets to the foul line, things like that. But uh, be Florida State or nothing, but, not, but nothing that I've played. All right, Florida State actually had a good win, I want to say, a week ago at Boston College. That was a one-point win, but it has dropped four of five, including that 75-68 loss to North Carolina a couple weeks ago on a Saturday. Florida State was the one that barely made my card. That was like my fifth play. So Florida State plus five. I was settled on Marquette plus seven. Also played Michigan plus six. And uh, Michigan State on the road for the second straight game after winning at Penn State a couple days ago. Uh Doug McDaniel is a key player, maybe the best player for the Wolverines, Will, and he's been suspended for road games, but he's eligible for home games. And the last time the Wolverines were at home, they took down Wisconsin and didn't have a lot of trouble taking down the Badgers. And if there's one game I think Michigan's going to stand up and play the rest of the way, it's going to be this one against Michigan State. I don't think it's a great spot for the Spartans off, uh, off a road game a couple nights ago and having to go to Ann Arbor. And also, I think Juwan Howard's going to get his team up to play this one. There's not much left to play for for the Wolverines. But when you get Michigan State on your home floor, I think that's something the Wolverines are going to show up for. And uh, this number actually came a little bit higher. I made the number three and a half, so I took six with Michigan. Did you play this? It's also one of my plays. I don't know yeah. if I got the six and a half for the six. I'll have to go back and double check. Uh, but I am taking Michigan for all the reasons you mentioned. You think you get their best effort here. Um, there's more talent than than the, you know that they've showed. Howard's done a bad job. I wouldn't expect him to be back next year. We saw Ohio State fire their coach. Would expect Michigan, their rival, to be uh, to be right behind him in terms of looking for a new coach. That's an interesting job in terms of uh, who will take over. But you mentioned that they played up a couple of weeks ago, a week or so ago, against Wisconsin. I think we see a, a down to the wire game. Wouldn't be shocked if Michigan wins this outright. But I would expect this to be a, a very close game down to the wire. So uh, I just think that's a lot of points. Clearly not a vintage Michigan State team here. That's a Saturday night game on Fox. Michigan State at Michigan. The numbers up to six and a half for this contest. Only got Michigan plus six. But I like the Wolverines' chances to win the game. Uh, let's go to another Big Ten game. Uh, I was hoping to catch Maryland plus three against Illinois. It's been a different Illini team since uh, Terrence Shannon was reinstated. I really think right now Illinois is the second-best team in the Big Ten. And I think Illinois has got a great shot to beat Purdue and Champaign here in a couple weeks. But the Illini on the road against a Maryland team that's been outstanding on its home court for the most part. I wanted to get three. I'd settle for two. Maryland plus two. I'm taking the Terps against the Illini. And then uh, Saturday night, Will, my last play is Arizona State plus 18 and a half against Arizona. And that's a, a late start. Well, 6.30 p.m. start Pacific time. I'm seeing 19 and a half out there. 19, 19 and a half at spots in the market. And uh, this was one that I wasn't completely sold on taking the points with the Sun Devils. But I've watched Arizona struggle in a lot of spots in the Pac-12. It didn't happen a week ago at Colorado. But I don't think this Arizona team is uh, airtight defensively. And Arizona surprised me a week ago. Excuse me, the Sun Devils. Arizona State surprised me a week ago. 
They played uh, Colorado at altitude, went to Salt Lake City, and ran the Utes off the floor. It was a big win for the Sun Devils. This Bobby Hurley team runs so hot and cold, you don't know what you're going to get on any given night. Hopefully I get the good Sun Devils here. But I made the number 14.5, and and just based on the number being 18.5, I decided to play the dog. Arizona State plus 18.5 at Arizona. I'm going to guess that you did not really consider that play. It's a lot of points. I looked at it again. Yeah. I wouldn't be laying that kind of number. That was a good spot for Arizona State last week against Utah. Remember, Utah and Arizona were off that triple overtime yep. game, and uh, it worked out for the Arizona State side of that handicap. If you figured, hey, Arizona's going on the road in altitude in Colorado, they're not going to have any legs. Well, I, we we found we learned the hard way that was uh, that was not the right angle. As Arizona won and won convincingly. Boston College, uh, Butler, Kentucky. Actually, Nevada, some of the games that just missed my card this week. I've got home dogs and Florida State plus five, Maryland plus two, Michigan plus six, and road dogs, Marquette plus seven, Arizona State plus 18 and a half, five and five through two weeks here in the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. We got all the plays in the contest coming up in the final hour, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.